Fowl Explorers, welcome to episode 226 of the TDRNL podcast. We're the first English-speaking podcast focusing on theme parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us over on our website at tdrexplorer.com, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok, all under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one lately on YouTube stuffing my face with food from Universal Studios Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Oh, man, I zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, this is Trish. I once upon a time, <laughs> pre-COVID, I used to take photos at the park. Well, you can find me at Dream Suites Love on Twitter. And on Instagram. I don't know when we can go out again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's there's not a lot going on. <laughs> a lot of people are getting um, vaccines, though, in, in our U- circle, at least in the U.S. No, no, no. I mean, like the elder, like the elderly. Oh, you mean Japan? Okay, yeah, sorry. in Japan, and like the which is good, which is good if you are planning to come here. Uh, there's there's movement. I think I want to say almost all the elderly. In our circle, like there's like a couple that haven't been able to get appointments, but they have an appointment for the end of this month, like the end of May or the first week of June. Well, that's good. For the first shot. So there's some movement happening. And that's only the people we know. Like, of course, it varies area by area. But I had heard so many nightmare stories of like them making phone calls and within like minutes it was done and the thing crashing and so finally it seems like things are getting easier yeah i think i don't know you know i i don't know what to think anymore i mean it's it's a relief though like you know yeah at, at least, least it's, it's moving right yeah at, at least it's moving so that's good mm-hmm. that's all like yeah i'm just so excited for when things get back to normal <laughs> I know, like for me, this obviously we're kind of far out from getting ours. Yeah. I, I still don't think it's not going to happen until about probably the fall for our age group because, you know, we're still relatively young. I like to think that. <laughs> 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 uh, we're definitely not 65 plus. So, no. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just looking forward for things to start moving again and we can start traveling. Obviously, we don't know when that's going to happen. A lot of people are itching to travel, especially from the U.S. because things are moving. Yeah, man, they're rapidly. vaccinated. They can go wherever now. Not uh, wherever. Well, as like, long wherever, as the countries allow them in. As long as as long as it's open, right? <laughs> Japan is not allowing tourists in right now, regardless of vaccination. I mean, they're not even letting in some residents. So yeah, again. that's a whole other thing, right? <laughs> we'll know more in the coming months what's happening. Like this stuff is obviously changing very rapidly, sort of. I'm so excited now, though. I'm like, it's starting. (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah, hopefully soon. We have a wonderful topic to talk about today. So in this episode, we're continuing our series, which we're doing every few episodes. We're going to talk about entertainment that has come and gone from Tokyo Disney Resort. And today we're going to be talking about the springtime carnival that happened at Tokyo Disney Sea between 2007, 2010, and the Tokyo Disney Sea Primavera. Mm-hmm. But before we start, I want to remind everyone about our Patreon, and I'm going to make everyone feel a little bad for a moment here. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> no, don't. I, I spent 40 hours, 40 <laughs> hours 
moving the podcast over to a new host because when we set up or well, when I set up the podcast, like on the like technical side, we did this back in 2014. 2014. Can you believe it? We've been doing this podcast since 2014. That's crazy How to think about. Insane is that? When I set it up initially, the podcast episodes were hosted on our website, and we used a plugin on on WordPress, and everything worked fine. But up until probably within the last year, things have obviously changed. Right? Things move forward and evolve. Well, the podcast, I'm sure a lot of you have noticed, was not working very well on notably the Apple podcasts. So episodes were not showing up on time or not showing up at all, or you would listen to an episode and it would fast forward on you or or it would rewind, which is obviously very annoying. I get that. So I finally sat down and because this was not an easy fix. So I spent a lot of the time fixing all this and we migrated all the podcast episodes, all 230, 231, including this one when it comes out over to a new host and everything. And of course, this does cost extra money to do, right? If you if you enjoy our podcasts and the content that we bring to you every week, you can support us over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash TDR now. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. And we have different tiers of rewards, like our $10 level, where you actually get access to our bonus episodes as well, which are exclusively on Patreon. So that's 230 episodes plus however many bonus episodes we have. We have, we have like, what, four years worth of bonus episodes? Jeez. So what, four times 12, 48? So another 48 on top of that? That's 48, right? Yeah, 48. I mean, probably, like, like depending on when we started it, yeah. Yeah, so there's, yeah, roughly one extra episode a month. So there's a lot of content. So if you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. Yeah, I spent 40 hours <laughs> fixing oh <my> it. <laughs> it got to a point where I, I was doing it and I just, I said, you know what? I just need to sit down and I just need to keep going through this. No matter how long it takes, I need to get this done because I'm not going to just leave half of it. Yeah, so that would be kind of sad. Once I got down to episode one, I felt like a sense of relief. And I listened back to episode one. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. Like, didn't didn't even need to go up. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it, it, it wasn't that bad. But what did we even talk about? It was Halloween. We did like four Halloween episodes in a row or something like that. It, it was yeah. kind of funny. And also, I, I went and put together a Spotify playlist. So mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts doesn't allow you to do playlists for podcasts that I could see, but Spotify does. So I went and created a Spotify playlist with all the planning episodes so you can listen to them on the go without having to go through all our episodes. Because of course, not every episode is a planning trip planning episode. We talk about stuff like this. So I went and curated a 64-hour playlist. It's 64 hours. You know what? Yeah, you will never... Yeah, that'll take a while to get through. And you know what? No one else is doing that. No one else has done that. So... I don't know if that's necessarily necessary. <laughs> <laughs> 64 hours? Yeah, that might, that might be a little bit of overkill. But right? <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're short on podcasts to listen to, there you go. I'll put a link in the show notes. Or if you just go on Spotify and type in Tokyo Disneyland, we'll pop up. You'll see it. You'll know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Let's get into, well, I want to say Fairies Primavera because that's the version of the spring carnival that i saw right but it kind of changed over the years right at, at disney sea absolutely changed over the years so primavera which is spring in italian yeah i looked this up 
be proud of me. <laughs> I did some research ahead of time. Good job. And this was the the the, the spring carnival event at Disney Sea that ran from 2007 to 2010. So this was before we started getting the whole cutesy Easter stuff. You know, I'm going to be honest. I prefer the spring carnival type stuff over the east, the cutesy Easter stuff. Because I feel like the cutesy Easter stuff is overdone. A hundred percent. I'd rather have the spring carnival with the beautiful flowers and the fairies and like that kind of stuff. That's what I like for spring. I agree a hundred percent. And here's why, right? Easter isn't even a thing here. Okay. So maybe like if you do it once in a while, that's fine. It's super cute. It's great. But like, we don't need it every year. Okay. We can do other things for spring. The The first parade that they did at Disneyland was like a God level parade. It was unmatched. Okay. We've been doing it over and over and the quality is going down and down and down and down and down. Let's try something new, please. Like fashionable Easter was really cool. I love fashionable Easter. Yeah. We should maybe talk about that in the next one or something. <gasps> we can do rhythms of the world. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we should stick okay. to spring, we should stick to spring <laughs> carnival, right? So yeah, yes. Spring carnival. Spring okay. carnival. Primavera, Primavera. 2007. And this was the finale for the fifth anniversary. Yeah. So for the fifth anniversary of Tokyo Disney Sea, this was the finale event that they did for the anniversary. So that would have been 2003. Sorry, into 2007, right? Yeah. Anniversaries usually go over the span of a year, right? Yeah, I guess like the timing, they must have started in when? <laughs> I guess that they started at the beginning of the year or something. 2006. Like, no, I think up, they like, started in the summer. It was somewhere in 2006. Yeah, that's the fifth anniversary because Disney Sea opened in 2001. So yeah, this makes sense. And then it went into this year and it ended with Primavera, Spring Carnival. So the Spring Carnival, Primavera thing, it's this... I want to say is part of the golden era of the entertainment at the parks. It's kind of like, it's kind of getting to the tail end of it. It's on the tail end. And it's very, very grand, very colorful, tons of gorgeous costumes, Mickey, Minnie, like all the Disney friends. They're in these elaborate costumes and the music is fantastic. And it's very, just very elaborate and very disney sea. It felt yeah. very disney sea to me. Yes, especially the first year. The first year was that Disney Sea, Mediterranean Harbor, gorgeous, elegant, romantic kind of feeling, right? And a very entertainment focused, like even at the beginning of the show. So Primavera 2007 ran three times a day because it was an anniversary year. They had special things going on and they did it a little bit more than usual. They had, before the actual show started, about 15 minutes worth of pre-show entertainment oh. and very audience interactive they had these street performers and they were th they had guests throwing things at them and for about 15 minutes before the show they entertained people and then i think the show was about 20 25 minutes so like you had about a good 40 minutes of entertainment you know which is is kind of wild to think about right now mm -hmm. and yeah you're right the the feeling is so disney sea like, you couldn't have this show anywhere else. And the fact that, obviously, they're using the name Primavera, which is Italian, and a lot of Disney Sea is, like, Italian, right? Like, especially what? the Mediterranean, Mediterranean Harbor, Harbor is very Italian, right? Yeah. So it just it it just fit so perfectly with the theme, the branding of Disney Sea. Yeah, it's themed to the area. It's just, it, it just works so well. For me, I only got to see the Fairies Primavera, so that's when they 
added in Tinkerbell and other fairy friends. Yeah. And I think before we get to that, we should talk about 2008 because that was the base for fairies primavera. So 2007, they would come out on the barges that they used to transport people back and forth mm-hmm. in Disney Sea, those boats. And um, they had just a little bit more about 2007. They had other content because it was an anniversary year. So you had Cape Cod Step Out, which had a whole theme for this event with new songs and dance changes and decorations. And you also had the, what was it? Rhythmic Pimientos, which uh, was in the Latin America area of Disney Sea. Lost River Delta. Lost River Delta. Yeah. yeah. Lost River Delta. And they were also had a themed atmosphere show, full band dancers, and they had like baskets with flower petals that they would spread around. And also Mythica, we miss Mythica. We should do a show on Mythica. We do. They also had a pre-show featuring the street performers from Primavera. So then going into 2008, we had Primavera Springtime Sun. And this is like Okay, so you know how they repeat things now and it's the same show every year with very, very little adjustment? Mm -hmm. This is almost a completely brand new show. You have like a parade of performers coming in. You have brand new barges. The music, like you have the bass, but the music is also completely different. You have um, new costumes. You have acrobatic performers added. And it's... It's practically a completely different, the base is there, but like the way it's staged and the way it's presented is totally different. Hmm. And so that's the base of Primavera, right? And the wow moment during that show, because it was springtime sun, they have a giant sun, shining sun pops up at the end and the barge has like all these flower balloons popping out and they have like the finale with that. And that was during Disneyland's 25th anniversary. And that year, and this would also go into Fairies Primavera, is when they started like the official garden areas. So we have Jasmine's Garden and the Fantasia Garden, and that would move on into Fairies Primavera the next year, along with fairy gardens as well. Just the way you're describing everything, I see it all in my mind, just very colorful, very springtime, right? Like that's, this is what I imagine when I imagine springtime. Yeah. For anybody who's never seen it, please, 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 whichever version you check, check out at least one version of this show. It is so beautiful. The costumes are so detailed and gorgeous. The choreography is so good. If you can get a video a video with multiple perspectives, because you have things going on in the harbor, you have things going on in different areas of the harbor that are like different moments. So for example, I think next to the, I, can't, I haven't been to the parks in so long, the restaurant to the right of Mickey Square. <laughs> What is it called? Uh, uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe you forgot it. (laughs) I I haven't been in like a year. Zambini, they had the maypole dancers and they would dance around the maypole with these ribbons. And that was like for that location. Yeah. So each location had its own unique points. So I will make sure to put um, links to videos in the show notes so people can go and find them because it's very hard to find in English. There's almost nothing in English. So it's all in Japanese. So I went, I, I looked for this stuff in Japanese. So you don't have to go through the pain of looking f- for it because if you don't know Japanese, obviously it's going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just not a lot of information about this in English. There is a few videos with the English title. Yeah. But they're kind of, they're not to the level of the Japanese ones where 
No, it's the Japanese videos. It's Japanese makers, but and they, they I found some multiple perspective ones. Mm. Well, see, when I was looking, I couldn't really find really good ones. I found really good ones in Japanese. That like, you'll have a lot more selection. Yeah, there's just yeah. there's just a lot more. Yeah, and I found some like on some blogs, like Japanese blogs and stuff, and they have their own mm -hmm. videos. And anyway, there'll be links in the show notes so you can go and um, watch those. And so I guess this gets up to the Fairies Primavera part because that like that's the one I saw. That's the one that kind of holds like a spot in my heart. Yeah, no, and it's it's so high energy and it's so cute and great. That was my first uh, visit to Disney Sea. Was in 2010. So that was the first one of the first shows I ever saw at Disney Sea was that show. It's a good show to see for your first visit. The music is so catchy. Yeah. I'm not a singer, but the lyrics go something along the lines of like, "It's fun for everyone." Here at Tokyo Disney Sea's Spring Carnival, mm -hmm. it's so catchy. It's so good. Like you said, there's just so much going on, especially around the harbor. So those of you that've been to Disney Sea, you know exactly what we're talking about. There's like different spots to watch the shows from, and at this time they were doing, depending on where you you were watching the show from, you got almost a different show because there was just different things going on, right? Depending on where you were. My first visit, of course, I had no idea where, like, what I was doing. I just kind of picked a spot that I could see from. I took a video of it. It's actually on YouTube. I was on that walkway between Mickey Square and Lido Isle. You know, mm -hmm. the, when you're walking, you get to go over the bridge, like the walkway. I was yeah. kind of long. I was along there is where I was. So it wasn't the best spot, but you know, as a first timer at that time, I had no idea what I was doing anyway. So worked out, I like to think. Yeah, Fairies Primavera was cool because they added not just the fairies that like to the show, but they had like a greeting area and they had a fairy garden. And um, the base had already been kind of like solidified at that point for the show, but it added something new as well. So again, it wasn't the same thing repeating over and over and over, right? It was like it was kind of like adding like a brand new element to it. We're looking at you, Usapio. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> it's like a zombie show. And and the the last year, 2010, they introduced Terrence with the with the other fairies. That was the male fairy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the fairies in the Lost River Delta where they're doing like that meet and greet area. It was massively popular. So around this time, my son was a baby because we moved here close to actually right when the first, uh, sorry, the second year of this show was starting. And we used to come like every day, like literally, like my son had, at one point we got a monorail pass, which is for employees, but I bought it so that he could just ride it as much as he wanted because he was like a little like a little toddler and we would come every day and there was like a group of mothers with babies like about maybe 10 of us depending who came on what day and we would just like say hey are you going to the parks yeah i'll be there and we would meet up with the babies and we would do like rider switch and stuff like that so we would go and we would do the greeting and the greeting line was like so long and we took super cute pictures and it was just like you wanted to go every day because that's how good this show and the entertainment that was with it was yeah that's <laughs> i miss that i mean i miss that i miss that too like if we had entertainment like this 
I like right now I'm like, I don't need an annual pass. You know, I can buy a day ticket, whatever. It doesn't matter. But if we had entertainment like this, man, I had two separate annual passes at that time, one for Disneyland and one for Disney Sea, just so that I could go back and forth and go in if it was filled to capacity. I, yeah, I, I remember, I remember that when I, like when, when you and I first met, I remember you telling me that Yeah, and I just thought, man, she's hardcore. <laughs> it, it was hardcore and like the like and it's funny because like looking at some of the videos i could recognize the people like in the front row because it there was like a lot of really like dedicated people that would come and and you everybody would kind of know each other you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, like obviously i've been here for eight years now so i have this group of disney friends so pre-covid you know whenever i was at the park we'd always be messaging each other and like I always knew where certain friends would be. I'm like, oh, this friend, she's really into Goofy. I know she's going to be at this show and this show and this show today if she's in the park. I'd message her and just, you know, I would ask her, like, what shows are you watching today? And she'll tell me, oh, I'm watching this one. I'm like, okay, do you mind holding a spot for me and I'll come and join you? She's like, yeah. You just kind of take care of each other, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. There's that, like, sense of community when it comes to this kind of stuff, which I miss. <laughs> yeah, I really miss I, my, my community kind of moved on. But yeah, I do miss, I kind of miss that. Yeah. Like just going and knowing there would always be somebody there. And one cool thing that they had at one point was, so let's see, it was Disney C's fifth anniversary. It was the 25th anniversary. So the 25th anniversary year they had, and I don't know if they do this anymore at the hotels, but they had like a private banquet room fit with a, with a balcony view. So you could have, I think up to, I want to say like eight people and you would have like a course menu, like themed to the event. And you would get like, um, we got like a, like a keychain at that time, like a, a 25th anniversary with like a leather back, like keychain. And I forgot, like maybe like a postcard or something like that. And then you could go and watch the show on the balcony. Oh, that'd be lovely. It was really, really cool. Oh, I, I would have loved to have done something like that. I wonder if they still, I'm not sure if they still do it or not. You could, you should look into it because mm. it was a really, really lovely lunch. Is that something that's really advertised or you just have to know about it? It's not, I, I think even back then it wasn't super advertised. Yeah. because You had well, to kind of like, like look into like it. Like if it has, if it's only for eight people, of course, like capacity over. Because it's like a private, yeah, so, private party room. Mm, I'll have to look into it. Yeah. They might, like, who knows, like something like that. I, it's not too hard to do if you're charging a premium and it's just food on a balcony. I mean, it's not that hard. I would, yeah, I would and I'm imagine. not sure if it was like an anniversary thing or. Hard to say. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into yeah, that. Yeah, let's look into that because that was really cool. So if people want to do something like if they're coming with a, like a group, like a family or something, it might be something to look into and then you would be able to see the show without worrying about like a lottery or anything. You could see Usa Peel. <laughs> <laughs> you at least would get a good lunch out of it. <laughs> yeah. This is making me very nostalgic because Fairy's Primavera, uh, like I said, was like my first taste of Disney Sea and like the, the, the type of entertainment that the park would offer. You got there, you got there when it was, so like the peak of the entertainment budget was 2005. And then around when you got there, 2009 was like the last of like the big budget. Mm -hmm. And then within four years, it had gone down to 60 something percent. 
I think the nail in the coffin for that was Legend of Mythica ending in 2014 and never seeing a replacement. We never got a daytime show again. No. That's crazy to think. I, I was telling my husband, like, if we got a permanent daytime show, it doesn't even have to be Mythica's budget. If we got a permanent daytime show with half the budget of like Fairy's Primavera, I would take it. <laughs> it's bad, you know, but I don't think we'll ever get something like this again. It was like a really, really special time. We'll definitely have to do an episode on Legend of Mythica because that was that was the end of an era, honestly. For Disney C. It really was the end of an era. It's so great. That show, that show was something else entirely. Beloved. I saw that too on my first trip in 2010. I saw Legend of Mythica. And I just I remember watching and thinking, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, what am I watching? But I loved it. And I didn't really know mm-hmm. why at the time, as years went on. And like once I moved to Japan and I was able to see it every other day, I just uh I loved it. When it ended, I kind of thought, oh, we're going to get something great afterwards. That's what we were all thinking. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing. Like, it's been seven years. That's so Dude, sad. we don't even get anniversaries anymore. So. Yeah, that's sad. But like thinking about like Fairies Primavera debuting during the Disney Sea fifth anniversary, that was such a good year because there was so much going on that year. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Fifth anniversary. I can't believe. Well, we're coming up to the twentieth anniversary of Disney Sea now. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not really excited for it because obviously, with what happened this past year, didn't help anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to have a very, very thin twentieth anniversary. Very. I thin. mean, even even pre-COVID, it was going to be. Thin we don't anyway. really celebrate anniversaries anymore. So it was going to be whatever anyway. Merch. And the, you know, Which we'll still get. We'll still get like, merch. Yeah, yeah. we still get like the fun merch. That's the main focus. I mean, like, yeah. The fun merch and the fun food, uh, which is all like that stuff is always good, right? Um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Really good designs. Good quality. I wish I didn't have to say this, but yeah, I just, we're not going to get that level of entertainment. Because yeah, I understand it costs money. It really does. And obviously with this past year, like I've said, that's all out, that's all out the window, right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, not even this year. I mean, it was it was already on that course. And it's funny because somebody had like tweeted the one of the old people in the company, like talking about how it, the budget doesn't matter if you have like an amazing experience. And that used to be what Tokyo Disney Resort was like there no budget was I mean, there was too much, but like. There was not like too much. It's like, no, what the purpose was putting out the best content out there. So I wonder if we want to like correlate, we kind of call it the golden age. I wonder if it kind of correlates a little bit to like, you know, this is like Disney, like Tokyo Disney's like bubble era. Cause you know, Tokyo, like Japan had a bubble era in the eighties into the nineties. I wonder if like Tokyo Disney's bubble era was kind of the nineties into the two thousands. And now it's over. Yeah, you could say that. Because yeah, the, I think. like it was very clear there was money everywhere. There was just money, 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 well, money, they, money. They didn't mind spending money because yeah. they knew they would get money back. And they right? they did. Yeah, of course. Well, in the in like there was like a time when Disney see they had to really incentivize people to go there. They would do that through the entertainment, right? That would balance out. 
and not having so many attractions. Yeah, right? to kind of like, hey, you know, look at this entertainment to kind of overlook the yeah, fact that we how, don't have these how attractions. Over the top, wild this is, you know, and gorgeous. So that's kind of like the criticism that you know is very common with Disney Sea is like, oh, there's not enough attractions. Well, that used to be really offset a while ago with the fantastic entertainment. And that's what made Tokyo Disney Resort number one. Yeah, things change, you know, things fluctuate and whatever. And we're, it looks like we're kind of going towards attractions now, like especially with uh, Fantasy Springs, like we talked about a few episodes ago. We're seeing like a lot of the budgets going into that kind of stuff now. So, you know, it's kind of an ebb and flow. Oh, we used to have both. <laughs> is what it is, you know. I still love Disney Sea. Of course, we can. It's it's a theme. It's fun. It's a fun place to go for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Like, we're very fortunate that we're able to go. Like we 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 have the choice of going if we want mm-hmm. to. So I I I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. I'm definitely not. I'm very grateful that I'm able to go whenever I please for the most I mean, part. Yeah, I mean they're they're trying to get our business. We're we're not, you know. So yeah, if if when when there's fun stuff happening and when we have a family event, it's. A great place to visit for sure exactly so yeah that's um yeah primavera at uh, disney sea it's part of our retro tokyo disney sea series make sure you go back and listen to what was it episode 221 and it works <gasps> now so if you scroll back to episode 221 yeah you can listen to us talking about rock around the mouse at tokyo disneyland which was a show that ran in what 2005 2005 the peak of the entertainment budget. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And we have some wonderful explorers to thank who are supporting us on Patreon. And remember, if you want to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And a big, big thank you to Acro, Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, who just celebrated her 21st birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily Baker, and Kevin. And a big, big thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, Eli, and Dana. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play Music, especially on iTunes. Just open up your podcast app because I know you have it on your phone. I fixed it, so it's there. Go there and tap those five stars and leave us a really quick review. It really does help us. It'll take you two minutes, I promise. Honestly, it really does help us out. So please make sure you go and do that. And if you have any questions for us, you can send them to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. So please send us some questions. No one has sent us questions in a long time. So please make sure you do that. And you can find us over on Twitter. I'm under TDR Explorer. And then of course there's Patricia who's under, you're under Dream Sleeps Love. We're over there. So come and chat with us. And you can find everything we talked about here in the show notes and on our website, tdrexplorer.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I don't know, MySpace, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one with the Fairies Primavera song stuck in my head. And as always, it's a wonderful Patricia. Man, me too. I love this show so much. I can't recommend going to see it enough, like on, on, on YouTube, obviously. So, so good. All right, Explorers, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Keep exploring. 